As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sift Pop Podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, we're still trying to figure out exactly what is on the inside of those cars. It's Sift Pop. Like, is there a steering wheel? Like, I didn't what? think about it until now, yeah, and now everything. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Mixler every single Friday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Room. I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. I'm joined by Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy. And every week we'll be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Today's guru from the Horrible Movie Podcast, it's Jack. Golf clap and woots. Woo. Uh, yes, that's right. It's a movie podcast that is a horrible. It's the horrible <laughs> movie podcast. Now it's a podcast about horrible movies, Jack. Don't sell yourself short. I'm if game it was, for whatever. If you, you can... want to listen to it and think this is a movie podcast that's horrible, I don't care. <laughs> just listen. It's fine. It's you know, open to your interpretation. You can yes. clear up all confusion mm-hmm. and just call it the horrible, horrible movie podcast. And then people know it's both. You know? It's H-H-M-P. A... Yeah. Yeah. You can just do both. The horrible, horrible That's movie like, podcast. Sounds like something you have to go see a doctor about HHMP. Well, <laughs> side effects on the, uh, yeah. the medication include face horn. Face horn. I bleed. <laughs> nice. Sorry. I bleed too when I'm cut. I bleed. Um, so tell us what's going on, man. Uh, nothing much. Just uh, How you been? enjoying summer right now. Yeah. Just enjoy trying to wear a shirt as little as possible. <laughs> I've been successful. It doesn't bother us. Well, I mean, I'll put this back on if you guys want me to. <laughs> no, no, um, you're fine, okay. man. Okay. Let them breathe. We're just hanging out here, guys. That's right. No big deal. No big deal at all. Just three shirtless guys doing a podcast. You got it. That's how it works around here. It's our new podcast, actually. We've got a really fun show in store. I'm really excited to talk about these movies. I get this. By the way, we don't talk beforehand. I've got this strict no conversation rule. You tried to strike up a Cars 3 conversation. I was having none of it. What do you think about that Cars 3? You're like. (laughs) Shut up. <laughs> I don't think I quite said said it that you way. You did. Uh, said, no, I think up. I said shut your face. I think is what I said. Something like oh, that. No, you didn't say that. Oh, that makes me sad now that you thought that. <laughs> uh, the point is we don't talk about it ahead of time so that we can talk about it. But I get this sense there's going to be some disagreement today. Like, uh, there's just Not something, on cars. There's well, just something, on cars. There's something in the air 
that I just I, I get the feeling that either it comes at night or Cars Three we're going to have a. I told a you bit. at the theater last night about it comes at night. I'm like, I think you and I are going to disagree on that. Yeah, one. Yeah, and I had that feeling even before you said that. So yeah. it, this this could be an interesting one, Jack. You get to be the tiebreaker whenever. See, that's the guru's role. Whenever okay. the the host disagrees, I, and then one of us is officially wrong. I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested to see because that's how opinions work. Response here. So we're going to talk about uh, Cars Three. We're going to talk about it comes at night. Of course, we'll go on a sift quest. Uh, this one, I think going to be about underperforming movies at the box office that should be fun mm-hmm. uh and of course we'll do some buried treasure but first we like to kick it off with some do we care every single week i scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world and we can discuss whether or not we care about it or not unfortunately though we only have one topic this week and it is a we care deeply oh yeah the world mourns over the passing of one of the greatest batmans of all time adam west mm-hmm. yeah yeah did you guys ever watch the original oh, Batman? Of course, run? man. Every, okay, just every make, episode, yeah. yeah. Times. I, I love that stuff as a kid. Yeah, that was the '60s, right? Yeah, Caesar Romero was the Joker, and uh, of course, I don't know West. where. I mean, maybe I saw it on Nick at Night. Maybe yeah, when I was I growing so. up, is that yeah. where it would have been on? I uh, watched right. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, Nick at Night. Yeah, the, that's what I was thinking. What used to be, I think it became Fox Family. Then it was something else. But the Family Channel also reran it for a long time as well. I thought that stuff was hilarious because Nick at Night it. also had like I Love Lucy and all those other ones too, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, that, that was where I watched Get it. Get Smart. Yeah, the original yeah. Get Smart run, mm-hmm. too. So Adam West, um, he he got locked in, like a lot of actors do, to that role. Yes. And so anything you see him in since then, unless I'm missing something, is kind of a cameo or... Well, he's you know, on family, a, he was on Family Guy. Okay. And he was a very prominent character in that show. Everybody thinks you know Family Guy, he's just that family and the group of friends, but I think he was in... Let me let me look it up because no, that would make sense, you know, because a voice, you know, a voice performance would be, uh, you know, a lot easier to kind of get past the being, you know, typecast those kind of things. But and he has a great voice, you know. Yeah. So um, there's a couple uh, Lego Batman games that they do like a retro level on, uh-huh. and he voices Batman on the on those games as well. And uh, the, I read a thing where he had been offered this. Again, fact check this, folks. But like he'd been offered the Bond role. What? After Sean Connery, look it up, clarify, and he, it may have just been him talking. Sure, but I'm telling you, it's an interview with him talking about it, and uh, it's interesting. He, yeah. he did a he did that would be ad, interesting before he was Batman. He did an ad for some for some I can't remember what it was some you know product as like a Bond type character. Yeah. But he's, I mean, obviously American. So an American Bond, I've always felt like that would be not good. He was considered to be James Bond. Wow. So, and he, he said he regrets. According to, he, to Wikipedia. Allegedly, he turned it down because it, he, he, it was after Batman and he didn't want to, it's like he didn't want to get typecast into action roles, but it's like. Oh, that would have been a great way to expand what he right. did. And he, I don't think at the time he thought that so, was So, but the he case. regretted it. He oh, talks about yeah, regretting it. Because yeah, then it's imagine. like. Then he was basically just doing appearances as, a bat, as Batman at you know, car shows, yeah, comic book standing conventions, next to the kind of uh, Batmobile, and uh, he's saying, the, saying "old chum" a lot. He's so. the only uh, only other Batman to actually literally appear in the Lego Batman movie too, because like all the others are like Lego versions yes. as he kind of goes through them or whatever, and then yeah, it actually, and actually shows the him. picture <laughs> of Adam West. So, uh, so yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I saw that. Uh, was it L.A.? Put a bat signal in the sky. Did you see that? Did they really? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So oh, that that makes me happy. That is cool. Yeah. I, yeah. It's it's great to remember that kind of stuff. Yeah. So any other any other thoughts on Adam West before we move on? Man, I liked him. I, a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm right yeah. there with you. 
he he owned it. You know, he wasn't one of those actors who was like, yeah, I I really wish I was known for something else. But every single thing, every single thing I saw him in, he was like, I'm Batman. Why would I not want to own that? And yeah. and he was just kind, good natured guy. It seemed. Yeah, it's really sad. Very cool. Um, since you didn't have any other news, I de- I figured you guys didn't want to talk about E3 wrap up. So nah, yeah. not not really. I mean, you can give quick thoughts if you want. Xbox, the new Xbox was announced. It looks really cool. I don't have a 4K TV, but if I ever to get one, it would be an immediate purchase. Was 500, right? Is the 500, price point. and it's the smallest Xbox ever made, too, and it's the most powerful. A that lot was the of big amazing, standout. Yeah. Uh, also, all of your, like, you know how there's been the Xbox original and then the Xbox mm-hmm. 360? Yeah. Every single console that Xbox has done now is going to be backwards compatible. Oh, great. Even That's the good. original Xbox games yeah. are going to come you can play. That's it now. cool. Yeah. Um, do you? And so you have to have a 4K TV to even use that console. You can use a 1080 TV and it'll upscale it, but it has the full power. We'll of downscale running it. 4K. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll it'll upscale your 1080 to where even that'll look better. That's in, that's technically impossible. Isn't it? it? It's a, it'll enhance. Okay, so you say, can't add pixels to a television. I, I asked okay, a question. Okay, so I'll, I'll try and explain this the best I can. So your original Xbox, like say mm-hmm. it has a 1080 screen, sure, it can upres your actual game, not the screen. It'll upres the game so it looks. better. Oh, like better. the old games? Yeah, you're talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I get and that. And even the games that come out now, it can upscale. Those like say a new game that came out. I'm just going to use Gears of War sure. as an example. The mm-hmm. new Gears of War. It can upscale that on your 1080 to make it look better than what it originally could on an Xbox One or a 360. Right. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I think okay. I think what you're saying is is that the graphics are better even exactly. if the resolution isn't. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I understand what yeah. you're saying. Quicker load times as well. It, it's really good, but. The main thing that I liked about Xbox is because, you know, I'm an Xbox guy. Yeah, that's your platform of choice, they, right? They announced 42 games during that conference, and some of them look game-changing, no pun intended. <laughs> some of them? Yeah. Others were not as much? I'd say a good majority. I, I think Xbox One E3. I think they did a fantastic job. I'm not saying Sony or Nintendo. You would have loved Nintendo's conference, by the I way. I watched it, man. I watched your live uh, live stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I was thank com- you. I was commenting in the chat, but I don't think you ever realized it was me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably so, your so incognito. <laughs> how is the Switch performing as far as... Are people... I mean, it's still sold bought, out. Yeah, it, it doesn't stay in stores. Yeah. But at the same time, people... I've heard a lot of negative reviews about it. Like, the uh, the dock that you put it in is starting to scratch people's screens. Of, oh, you know, really? Taking it in and out. It's Ooh, starting to scratch that. the screen, yeah. Yeah, my son still loves his. Um, okay. Hasn't had any problems with it, but uh, I think games are going to be a big thing. You know, I mean, you think so? <laughs> Bre- Breath, Breath of the Wild is great, but I mean, they've got. I mean, I've heard good things about like some of the weird games, like Arms. I've actually heard really good things really? about that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and there's a Rabbids game that's coming out that people oh, are actually, really. There's a Rabbids. Mario Rabbids game. Right. Yeah. Mario what? and in the same universe, it's Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battles. That's cool. It's uh, based kind of around XCOM. Okay. If you've ever played XCOM Mm-mm. before, okay. So it's like, I, I don't know how to, turn-based battle. I'll just say that, just gener- generic, but mm-hmm. yeah, Mario and Rabbids in the same world. That's neat. Yeah. And then Mario Odyssey is slated for late October, I yeah. think, so, you know. New, that- Cur- new Kirby, new Metroid. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. my sons are ex- excited about the Metroid, about another Metroid Prime. I was really excited so. about Kirby. Oh, and a new, another Yoshi game as well. 
Yeah, Nintendo had a pretty good conference. That's good. That's, That's good. cool. That's cool. Like only... I, said, I didn't want. To, I know I said we didn't. I don't want to spend. No, much no, no. Time I, on I, I'm glad we go. did. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big gamer too. guy, but I, you know, I, I know a lot of people are, and it's it's probably one of the parts of our podcast that we don't talk about a lot is the you know the gaming stuff. So yeah. I certainly don't mind. The only other news that I saw that I thought maybe we would talk about is uh, was it Elizabeth Banks who called out Steven Spielberg? Did you see this? Did not yeah, hear I about saw this. this. I saw that. So she called out Spielberg for not having uh, any movies with female protagonists, uh, yeah. female leads, and says that our greatest directors need to make the effort to, you know, have female leads in their movies as a point of, um, you know, purpose in what they do. So when you saw that, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, we don't have to get all but political immediately, or anything. The article but, that I read immediately, then the, that the author of that article listed. Like three movies he's done that have that have female leads mm-hmm. compared to the many many he's done, but I also go like I think it's Steven Spielberg's right to make whatever he wants. Like I, I just feel that way. I mean, you know, I mean, what I, were the? I, th- I do you remember what they listed? Where he? Uh, had they were a... anything major. Um, they so they were like major. minor Spielberg they were, movies, and they were. I, I had to look at Sugar something Sugar. Actually, uh, <laughs> Anton Sugar. Six hours ago, Elizabeth Banks apologizes for Steven Spielberg's diversity comments. So, <laughs> maybe for those who can't see, maybe Jack's giving the I'm tipping a my little elbow bit, a little bit sauce. If you know what I'm talking about, sign language for a I little bit. I wondered that sauce. when I read that too. I was like, you know, it sounds like just being an adult and knowing that adults might do that and then roll out there and you know hand out the wrong uh, awards card at awards shows. Too. <laughs> what that would never that happen. would never happen. But <laughs> you know, I maybe maybe she was maybe maybe she was. Yeah, I think so. I think diversity is important, whether it be you know male, female, or racial diversity, or all those it's things. And I think I think it's very valuable. I think shaming is the way to go. about Exactly, it, that's exactly what right. I was going to say. Is you know I think you just you be intentional about your choices and yeah. yeah, and you know and unfortunately the world changes a lot slower than than a lot of us want it to, yeah. but yeah. that's just the the process of human nature. And and you got to look at the sign of the times of whenever Spielberg was making movies in Hollywood. It's not like he's the new kid on the block, whenever he was making movies, it was a very machismo, male-centric... Yeah, that wasn't even a worry. Like, yeah, that wasn't even in a concern Hollywood, of that's, his. That was just the times in Hollywood. Is That's just how it was. You wanted the, the big, strong man on... But now, thing, now times have changed, and you can't call people out on their history right. like that. Yeah. Be, well, say, hey, moving forward, you know, talk to him in private about it, maybe. Like, hey, I'd like to be... Maybe if you were to do a female lead, talk to me. Something like that. I think, yeah, I I think that's the one thing that that I would say underneath it all is like, even aside from everything else, what a poor career decision <laughs> to call out Steven Spielberg right. of all the people, <laughs> right? Yeah, like Harvey Weinstein. Uh, yeah, yeah there's like the. Let only me tell other you person. everything wrong with the people who can give me a job, right? Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I guess I should say that's important sometimes, right? Oh, it's important to call, and, you know, to and speak I truth respect, to power. I respect her. Her right to say whatever the crap she wants to say. So right for sure. You know, for her, I, I agree. If that's her take, but if she took it back, then you kind of go, okay, well maybe, yeah, maybe well, there was a, and that takes a lot no. too to take something, but you know, to apologize oh, yeah, exactly. and take something back. And, exactly. Let me say so. this just real quick. I agree with what she's saying. Maybe make a general statement on Hollywood instead, instead of calling out one specific person. Why would yeah? <laughs> right. Why wouldn't she use a number of other people? I mean, I mean. Maybe J.J. Abrams. I mean, he's, he's you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, Joss Whedon, he's pretty, he's he's always had some pretty strong female leads yeah. and stuff, so. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I think she could have said something or, like, I think Hollywood needs to focus more on female leads instead of, I think this guy needs to focus, like. That was kind of weird, right? Yeah. And, and uh, or, like, when people were calling out Pixar. 
before right. Brave. You right. know, before Brave happened, Pixar was called out for, you know, hey, where are the female protagonists in your movies? Right. Yeah. And and I think they've done, you know, you've got Brave and Inside Out now. And, mm-hmm. and I you know, I think that's important. I think it's valuable for... Frozen isn't Pixar, is it? That's no, the street Disney. of Disney. Yeah, okay. that's Disney. Yeah. Just making sure. And Disney's always been really good about female, I mean, having female... You know, yeah, protagonist. Yeah, so. the, the the Disney they, princess line, man. Well, yeah. and they more get called out for the stereotypical female, so like you know having a different kind of female right. lead, which is you know even a different topic. So I think they're important things to talk about. But yeah, probably a, an unwise decision on her, in in seemingly inaccurate decision mm-hmm. on her part. So, all right, you ready to move on to Cars three? Let's do it. All right, let's talk about Cars three. You are about to become the biggest brand in racing. Movie deals, infomercials, product endorsements. Ciao! You think you're famous now? <laughs> we'll be rich beyond belief. Mr. Sterling, what is this about? Your legacy. Every time you lose, you damage yourself. I'm sorry. Your racing days are coming to an end. Cars 3, blindsided by a new generation of blazing fast cars, the legendary Lightning McQueen finds himself pushed out of the sport that he loves. With inspiration from the fabulous Hudson Hornet in a few unexpected turns, number 95 prepares to compete on Piston Cup Racing's biggest stage. Uh, Cars 1, considered a a mild success for Pixar, even though one of their lesser uh, known films, I think it's you know around 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Box office, anyway. Uh, box office, was this a success at the box office, wasn't it? But I'm saying, like, compared to what it makes off of, like, uh, toys and stuff like oh, that. Oh, my goodness, the merchandising in the Cars franchise has been incredible. Yeah, it's the number one. Cars 2, a weird decision to make it into a spy movie, and widely considered Pixar's only bad film. That's... Out of uh, now 18 movies, uh, Cars 2 is the only one under 18? 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so weird decision, poorly made. So they're trying to come back with Cars Three. Here's the question: Did you like it? Love it? It was just okay. Dislike it or hated it? Uh, have they made a return with Cars Three? Jack, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, I mentioned this to producer Phil yesterday when we were talking about Cars Three after we'd watched it, mm-hmm. after I'd watched it. Um, I felt like uh, if Cars One is KFC with the eleven herbs and spices, <laughs> okay. they make a delicious. You know, thing that's going on. Um, I think the Cars 2, they went with some weird, odd formula. Mm-hmm. Not sure why. And they've, they've come back to the 11 herbs and spices that made them. Made like Cars 1 palatable, maybe. We'll say that. Classic Coke and New Coke, and now they're back oh, to classic yeah. you know, Coca-Cola classic. New yeah. Coke? Pe- it was the Pepsi Blue. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Clear Pepsi. So, that's got some. Like hmm. it? Love it? I, lo- I loved it. Loved it. All I right. Loved wow. it. What about you, Andrew? I am so not the target demographic for this <laughs> and that, movie. And that may be it, too, because the yeah. kids were talking the whole time yeah. that I was in that theater. So, so. I didn't like it. <laughs> Crying. And, and I've never seen another Cars movie. So I mean, I think that could have an impact on this, because it does rely on a little bit of the relationships, especially from Cars 1, yeah. uh, for you to be invested in. Uh, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit, actually. I, I think you needed background from Cars 1. I got I think everything. Needed... I knew the blue car was his wife or whatever, and I knew that... Ish, right? Yeah. I don't know how car relationships work. See, yeah. this is the thing about cars, right? Uh, and I, I kind of hinted at it in the opening. If you start to think too hard about this universe, <laughs> your brain fries. Like, yeah. it's How do they make baby how cars? Do, how, yeah. how do the cars what, grow up? What are relationships like? Notice they never, they never talk about marriage in this universe. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like... 
Right? I know, I, am but, I wrong? Is there something? But, but the, that conversation can go so many different uh, but directions. I know, like, but I'm saying like you don't wait have. Wait a minute. <laughs> Mater, I'm glad you guys are saying wait all a that. <laughs> what? Because I thought, oh, maybe they just explained all this, like they built the no. world in the first no, Cars No, you movie. cannot think too hard about this universe. Okay. Because like in other Cars movies, they insinuate that the animals <laughs> Car are insurance insurance is life insurance. <laughs> I love uh, it. They they <laughs> insinuate the animals are also like vehicles. Like yeah, bugs, tractors are cows. Tra- yeah, tractors are cows. Like how does this stuff... So why are tractors like an animal version of a car, but cars are more sentient? Like if you start to think about this stuff, yeah, y- your your mind will fry. Yeah, like, so you don't just, need to just just you know, right. You got to you got to let that stuff go. Yeah, for sure. Because what is inside those cars? <laughs> right, they don't need a, a I, gas pedal. Or I guess a I think of that kit from Knight Rider, right? And I think that's it. But this is different. But these aren't robot cars. These are sentient cars. There that's are no different. humans in this world. There are no humans in the world. Okay, I didn't know that. Going into this, yeah, I thought there were humans. Because I thought that I thought that uh, that they were sentient racing cars, and that people uh-huh. went to go and see them, and that you know, ah, like Herbie the Love Bug, kind of like Herbie the Love Bug yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so no. going, I'm like, oh, so everything's a car. Yes. Okay. It's- like I said. I didn't care to see the first two movies, so this was a learning experience for me. So let's talk about the positives then. And Andrew, since you didn't like it when both of us did, why don't you go ahead and and throw some positives out there, even though you didn't like it? So I've never been a fan of like NASCAR racing, you know, anything like that. Sure. But I'm saying I I made this specific because I do find like Formula One fascinating. I think that's really cool. But at the same time, I found like I could understand where the love of like that type and style of racing or dirt racing or drag racing. Yeah. I kind of felt like, okay, there's the love in that. I felt like the love was poured into the making of this movie from people who appreciate and love that sport. And that was missing in Cars 2, by the way. Like, you never felt during Cars 2 that it was about like the race lovers. Or you know? even like, like they could have done Formula One. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because that's more of a there's a more European thing because they did go to Europe, right? right. But it, but they didn't want to. It wasn't a, it wasn't a sports movie. The second one was a spy movie Why for some reason. Why did they do that? I, I have no idea. But anyways, yeah, you're absolutely right, and you feel that in the first Cars movie, and you feel it here as well. There's a real there's a real respect and honor for that type of what spy of sport. movie is Owen Wilson in? Isn't he a spy versus uh... Wedding Crashers? <laughs> <laughs> that's my film theory. What was he in? There's a, there's a spy movie. I don't know. Jackie Chan. Shanghai oh, Shanghai Nights. Nights and Shanghai Noon. Is that a spy movie? No. Never that's mind. That's a cowboy ninja movie. <laughs> cowboy ninja? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great genre. Right, the cowboy ninja genre. Uh, anything else you liked other than seeing kind of the, the honoring the racing stuff? Um, I guess the uh, the voice performances are good. Um, I, I, I'm sure that if I had a better understanding of like listening to Owen Wilson, I'd be like, oh, yeah, he he knows that character so well. I don't know if he knows that character so well, con- considering I don't know that character so sure <laughs> but you learn a lot about that character yeah. in this movie right. like, i do you... find that i felt that whenever i watched the movie and he was talking about how like the hit racing is his life i found that very genuine mm-hmm. I, w- I didn't feel like he was phoning in a performance so maybe he really does know this character and understands sure. that character so sure you guys could definitely speak to that better than i could so. Um, I'll talk about uh, some of the things I love. We talk about it getting back to the original formula or Formula One, if oh, you uh, if you prefer. Yeah, but they turn right. <laughs> Gosh. Um, I I really appreciate not only that they got back to the racing, but also that they got back to lightning. The second one all of a sudden was about Mater in so many ways. In he is so much better as a side character who makes you laugh every once in a while yeah. than at the center of the story. Does he? 
<laughs> Lightning is. <laughs> he does me. Wait a minute now. You don't like NASCAR <laughs> and Larry the Cable Guy? I know. And I live in Missouri. You know where you live, right? Yeah. I, live I in... think what he does works as a side character. I don't think it works as a central character. Uh, he's. And I should say, he's hardly in this movie. Yeah. Uh, he has a couple key moments that I thought were appropriate. Uh, and so it gets back to Lightning McQueen uh, and kind of what he's about, what his journey is about. So I like that as well. Um, I also feel like it has it got back to the heart. There's a real beautiful message here about growing old and changing and how to do that. And also a message about overcoming barriers mm. and overcoming obstacles. Right. Um, that I really wasn't expecting that one. And right. it, you know, I, I really enjoyed that one. So I found that stuff moving and, and meaningful. And then of course the, I, I uh, so. the yeah. gorgeous visuals, uh, yeah. that Pixar always does were on display here. Some of that dirt track stuff and, was and then the animation. Amazing. There were moments when you don't, when there are wide shots in this movie, you think it's just, they're filming actual vehicles driving it, down the street. It it's incredible. Yeah. So I like that stuff. What what else did you like? Um, I like. Um, I'm trying, I don't want to spoil anything on the timeline of this movie. The timeline of the movie made a lot of sense to me. How they mm-hmm. they went from movie one, and then movie two is just kind of blur of whatever. But like in comparison from the first movie to now, there's been some some time. Yeah, and it's actually passed. It's not like The Simpsons where right no everything time resets. Everything yeah. just yeah. resets every episode. So I like that about it, and they were able to tell that story. And really focus on, um, you know, not being an ageist. We shouldn't yeah. be ageists, folks, and yeah. not like people because of their age. But how, but how long do cars live? <laughs> we can't think about that okay. stuff. We cannot. We can't, and we don't. We can't understand why they die because honestly, Lightning McQueen should be dead. I mean, no spoilers, but you know, he he he's definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when you're a racing car and you get into racing accidents, Who's, like how? Like how do they get fixed? Yeah, like that's primer. Here's what I'm oh. saying. Here's what <laughs> I'm saying. Primer. We cannot think too deeply about this stuff. It will drive us crazy. Oh, um, okay. oh, I want to talk just real quick, real quick. So <laughs> what? That's the driving us. pun. Oh. That's something that I think that Pixar does relatively well most of the time. Usually, world yes. building and yes. stuff, and making you understand why all that stuff happens. So hearing you say you can't think about that, it. It's kind of a negative for me it now is. that I know that. No, no, no. It, it absolutely is. But it's a built-in negative that you just kind of have to go with based on how they've chosen to do the don't material. Don't tell me I have to accept something you know, I don't like. Really, Finding Nemo and Finding Dory are the same way. The way the animals interact with the human world doesn't make sense, uh, even more in Finding Dory than Finding Nemo. Mm. So there are those moments where, you know, f- to serve the story or to serve what they're trying to do, they do let go of some of that stuff and just hope that you'll suspend your disbelief. Mm. So... um and yes, I'm saying an octopus couldn't drive a truck. So what? <laughs> Don't limit those octopus, please. Yeah. I think octopi, right? Yep, it's okay. octopi. No, no, no. We've had this conversation. It's not octopus. It's technically octopus. Occupy, occupy. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. So I'm ready to to kind of move into the stuff I didn't like. I really liked that other stuff, but there mm-hmm. are some negatives with this film uh, that bring it down a little bit for me. Okay. Um. I will start with uh the the pace. A little bit. Now, I actually, <laughs> I actually didn't mind it as much as some people might, but just to throw it out there, this movie's a lot slower than most animated films. Uh, it's mm. not like it doesn't have the quick mile a minute, joke a minute kind of thing going on. It really takes its time with the stories and the characters, right. which I can kind of admire, but I think that's something that, that you might notice as a negative. Right. So I was looking for more relationship stuff between Lightning and the uh, Porsche that he... Uh, Were met. you? Yeah, I was really looking for, for a <laughs> car... Never mind. Um, but no, they uh, um, wasn't gonna say. 
That's it. I really didn't have a whole lot of negatives. I, yeah. I honestly thought, for what it is, it's cars. Like, my expectations of it is exactly what was delivered, and it was whatever the second movie wasn't. Let's make sure we don't do that again. Yeah. Because if you're going to roll out Cars 3, you've got to correct. I get it. Roll out. Yeah. Roll it out. <laughs> um, out of the showroom. If you're going to roll it out of the showroom. Uh, got to get back on track. You got to get back on track. <laughs> and it did get back on track. And I like uh, the use of... Uh, you know, he's getting a little, maybe a little bit older, so we've got to figure out ways. Is that a spoiler? Talk about some of your negatives. Um, one of the villains is very cut and paste as to who the villain, but I think it was very unclear as to who some possible other villains in this movie were, and I think that if they fleshed that out, it would have made the movie flow a little bit better. I think you know who I'm talking about specifically as, like, another possible villain. Sure. But um, some other things, like, uh, man, I'm going to just have to say, a character's name, just so you understand, it's not spoilerish. Just say that. Huh, get it, spoiler. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm telling you, car puns just exist. <laughs> that doesn't no matter what speed. you say. Yeah, that yeah. No matter speed. what you say. The, the trainer in this movie, mm-hmm. her intro and the way that she was, you know, announced. I guess you could say to the audience is like confusing as to who she, the role she was bound to play. And I think that they really should have fleshed that out. I, I think there is something they could have done with that character to start her journey a little sooner. Yeah. But maybe they didn't want to tip their hand uh, as much as what a role that she would play. Right. And maybe they wanted the impact of that. But I agree with you. I think that character maybe could have been handled a little bit better. Um, I think we're supposed to see her from the beginning as the new mater, like the side the Ooh. sidekick comic relief. Yeah. She does some things that, you know, are to make the audience laugh. Right. And those That's kind what of I things. thought they were going with. And, right. then, and, then, and it goes a different direction. I like where it goes. I like what that storyline said and what they did with that character. But I just think they, if that's where they were going, they could have. You're right. I think they could have handled the introduction maybe a little bit better. Yeah. So, no, I think that's a, a valuable point. I also thought there were a couple moments. And this is a very minor negative for me. There were a couple moments that were a little bit chicken soup for the soul. A mm. little little bit roll your eyes how cheesy a couple of those Too lines cheesy. were. Yes. Um they, they could have been a little more nuanced than that, but that that's a that's kind of a minor one for me. Yeah. I'm getting tired of telegraphing saving grace moments. Mm-hmm. And uh I'll have to go into spoil or in spoilers I'll go into more detail of what I'm thinking of, but uh yeah, it's Something that every single Pixar movie I've seen is doing now, like something, a flaw or some some exploit that, you know, and they're like, yeah, somebody did this exploit, and then that turns out to be the saving grace, you know, they just telegraph, like, ah, just... Stop well, making but, it so obvious, you know. But it's obvious because it's it's the formula, right? And it's the formula that works. It's I like it. say, again, I'm not the demographic for this movie. Sure. So for I guess for a younger audience, maybe that would be like, oh, that's cool. They did the thingy that they talked about <laughs> earlier, right? And, and they bring it back uh, around. Well, but I think it's like uh, you can get tired of a formula because you understand where it's going every time, and it becomes too predictable. Yeah. I think of sports movies are a lot like the underdog story sports movie. You know how it's you gonna you end. know how it's going to yeah. you know where it's going. Tell so if you, don't, if yeah. you don't, if you don't, well, but Rocky and Rudy and you know all, all these mo- miracle yeah. and yeah. you know you know what I'm saying like you, they all go the same direction. So you either enjoy it because you just enjoy that, right. even though you know where it's going, or you get annoyed with it because it's too predictable. Yes. So. Um, 
Yeah, and and I know what you're saying with Tell It to Rocky that it's not the typical. And there's a little difference in yeah. the ending there. Not to be spoilerish for for Rocky, <laughs> but it does spoiler this, the but 1960 it, movies where <laughs> he loses the that fight. That was in the 60s. That yeah. was the 70s, right? Was it, uh, uh, 76, 77. Yeah, like I think. That. Yeah, I think it was the mid 70s. Think. Anyways, that's not, that doesn't matter. The point is, it does the <laughs> same thing other underdog sports movies do. Somewhere, uh, somewhere in there, yeah. mid 70s. Yeah, yeah. It does that thing that, that that sports movies do, that underdog thing, even though it doesn't end exactly the same. So, any other negatives you wanted to bring up before we kind of close up shop on uh, Cars Three? Close up shop, see what I did. I have a the uh, mechanics uh, of the movie. You want to talk about the mechanics? We, my wife and I we have a six year old, and he is of an age now on a movie like this. You could take him to it. He would sit and watch it the whole time and enjoy it. Yeah. There's a certain age that when you bring your child to into the theater, they're just too young to watch the movie the whole time. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what it, it, that age is different for different. It's people. somewhere around there. Some, but but so then I would say if your child is three to four, there's a likelihood that they're going to cry or freak out. So when they do cry or freak out. Just, just take them out of the theater. Yeah, yeah. It's your responsibility to miss a little just, bit of the movie. I, I, and... I wanted to say that so it was known to people <laughs> because there are people that just in case the person that you're screening is listening to the podcast. I was always very conscious of my son starting to cry, and I go, "What? Well, we're out of here," because I don't want to ruin anyone else's uh, time in the theater. I like Jack's PSA in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> I, I just, I wanted, to, I wanted to the more like you that. know. I yeah, did, <laughs> I'm not going to cuss or say anything crazy about these kids. Mm-hmm. But come on now, folks, you know. In public, down, you won't. You know. In um, private, though. I'd in love, public, I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, take your kid out of here, please. I tell you what, though. There there were kids at our screening as well, and there are some things I love that kids do that adults don't do, yes. which is they get so into it. Yes. That, that that's they're, great. Like, they're talking to the screen. Like, I love that kind and, of and stuff. And I'm fine and, with that. This is different, though. Yeah, no, 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 totally, this is totally, like, totally. No, mommy, no, <laughs> no. And you're like, what, just... Take them out of here. They're not watching this anyway. Mom, why did you bring me to a cure for wellness? <laughs> oh gosh. So I, I learned uh. I learned something about this movie through the kids in our audience. Like that whole thing, I am speed. Speed. I guess that's a, his speed. mantra. Yeah, it starts the first movie. Whenever uh, he started saying it, all the kids in our audience were like, "I am speed." <laughs> they were <laughs> quoting they were, it. Yeah. They were quoting it along with him. Like, okay, that's a mantra that he gets himself yeah. hyped up for every single race. Okay, so yeah. it was cool learning, you know, the passion and love for this movie th- through the kids. You know, because that's that's infectious. You know, like whenever a kid uh-huh. gets something excited about something around you, like, all right, yeah, let's do this. So. <laughs> Um, I would recommend it. Uh, oh, I, absolutely. What would you say, Andrew, even though you didn't like it? Yeah, no. Well, again, I'm not the target audience, so I don't think I can give. I, I, if you love this franchise, I, I, even then I don't know. Because <laughs> you I haven't, haven't seen, seen the them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't say anything. No, that makes sense. If you haven't seen any of the Cars movies, don't go see this movie if you're 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a fair assessment. That's true. Yeah. Let's move on to It Comes at Night. Does it really, though? <laughs> through a few things when we go out during the day we like to stick to groups just for safety the red door it's the only way in and out of the house it stays closed and locked all the time <laughs> i have the keys it's the only set <laughs> most important thing what's he see it's okay just go inside 
we never go out at night. It comes at night. A man, played by Joel Edgerton, with his wife and son, is put to the ultimate test with the arrival of a desperate man seeking refuge. Paranoia and mistrust boil over as the horrors outside creep ever closer to the inside. Let's take a conversation now on It Comes at Night. Uh, let's start with like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay. Why don't you kick this one off? I'll kick this one off. Yeah. Um, I have no clue. Here's here's what I'm gonna tell. <laughs> here's what I'm gonna tell you. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. This is gonna be difficult for a couple reasons. Number one, all the things I want to say about this movie, I feel like I have to say spoilers to say them. So I'm not going to during the, this podcast. We will it, be discussing, but we it will in be discussing it in spoiler cast. I will do my best to express what I feel about certain parts and things in this movie mm-hmm. to express them. The other reason this is difficult, I loved, loved, loved this movie in certain ways. And I hate, hate, oh, good. hated this movie in okay. other ways. Like strongly in different in different sections. So it becomes a little interesting. So what I'm going to go with is it was just okay. Even though that in no way explains how I feel about this movie. Right. Yeah. It is the balance out between what I loved and what I hated about about it comes at night. So yeah. sorry for the long explanation, no, but good. I could have just said You're it was just okay, it. <laughs> but that wouldn't have been accurate to how I feel. Totally get it. Yeah. yeah. So what about you, Jack? Uh, this will be on our podcast. The horrible movie podcast. It will be. I've not done cure for wellness yet, which uh-huh. needs to be on there as well, but this movie will be on there. You hated it. Uh, it was ridiculous. Like, okay. We'll get into the details. We'll get into the details. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just didn't like it. All right, Andrew. I really, really liked this movie. Okay. That's awesome. Close to loved it. Uh, it's in my top ten of the year. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, re- ex- I really like this movie a lot. I'm excited to debate this, excited to okay. talk about this. I feel very strongly on both my positives and negatives on this. And, yeah. and that doesn't, and that, to me, that's a good sign. It <laughs> means a movie is doing something at least when, you know, you have strong reactions to it in this yeah. way. Uh, it reminds a- me a lot of The Witch last year or The Vivitch. Uh, where there were just some things I really loved about that movie, but overall I just could not get behind it because of some very huge negatives. And there's a point, I'm not going to say it, but there's a point in this movie that I was like, okay, now things are going to really pick There is up. a point in this movie? There Jack? is a point in this movie <laughs> like where, where I thought, okay, this is really good. Really is it the whiskey up. scene? Uh, maybe, but no, it's, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. Cause yeah, I like to, you guys scene, are really but, yeah. good at not spoiling things by going right on the edge. <laughs> and I'm just not good. At, I'm, I'm good at going, remember on this part, whenever he did this, and then there was the spaceship and then the, and it's like, Jack, oh. Jack, no, exactly. you can't tell See? people about the spaceship. Exactly. So I got to, can I start abstain. with my big pro? Sure. Go ahead, man. Joel Edgerton kills he it as right. a parental oh, figure so in this good. movie. He's he was so great. <laughs> I mean, Wow. Not since, like, Viggo Mortensen in The Road have I felt like true primal parental, like, just, I have to, I my kid has to survive. What a performance. Right. Yeah. I, what a great performance. And he's not the only one giving a great performance. No, no, uh, Down the line, these performances yeah, are phenomenal. But, I mean, the standout one for me. I mean, Cameron Abbott did a great job as the other father. And uh, Cameron, is Ejigo, is that how you say her name? I have no idea. The mother. Yeah. The, the, Carmen, I think, is her first name. Uh, did I say, yeah, Carmen. As you, yeah. I would have said I'm, a Jogo, but yeah. I have no idea. I really don't. And uh, Riley uh, Kyo. Everybody has a weird name in this movie. <laughs> but, um, uh, what's, the the, kid, what's the kid's name? Kelvin, Kelvin? Harrison yeah. Jr. Or, yeah. He would be my standout. I mean, uh, Joel was the, the greatest thing about the performances. He really was. But yeah. Kelvin Harrison Jr. was my standout performance. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed with that kid. He's the kid, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah Not yeah. the little kid, but the kid. Right, yes, okay, exactly. He was Make in sure. Roots, and I think he was in uh, Birth of a Nation as He was well. good. Yeah. Like, we'll debate about it. I, I'm telling you, I'm just not... 
No, we'll, we'll get to the I, negatives. I'm it's really okay, bad Jack. About, I'm Jack, really bad it's about, okay. I'm it's about all... just giving stuff away. So. Okay. And well, then we'll... He-Man shows up, and <laughs> She-Ra's there. The thing, oh, here's another pro I have about the movie. Unless you guys have another, I don't want to be I, I don't know constantly much, throwing well, out no, the Well, no, no, I don't know how much time we need to spend on the performances other than to say they are Stellar. really, really good. And okay. I think that impacts the, the, the overall feel of the yeah. movie. I love this movie for the simple fact that it doesn't explain anything. The mystery makes everything more terrifying. Mm-hmm. And that, because I think that's how, you know, you would feel during, it's, it's not a, it's not a, Everybody, I don't know what people know and don't know about this movie, so I don't know what I can say. But at the same time, there's a sense... I'm telling you, this is one of the hardest movies to discuss without spoiling. And, yeah. and they did, even in the marketing, they didn't spoil anything. No, they like didn't they, you know right. anything. A lot of people thought it was going to be a vampire movie, mm-hmm. which, through the uh, the marketing... Or, yeah, a, you, or a horror movie, and it's yeah. not really even a horror movie. It's a movie. suspense. It's, it's, it's just not the, even a suspense thriller. It's just suspense. It's just something. Yeah. I don't know. Man, I don't know what I can say. That's what I'm saying, and that's where I came to too. Like, well, I, I think it's fair to say without without spoiling anything too major. You know, you're right. The movie the movie doesn't uh, explain a lot yeah. ab- about the world around it or about what's going on. Those kind of things, and that was a positive for you. Oh yeah. Okay, that was a huge negative well, for me. Uh, I'll well, get into why it was a positive yeah. specifically later on. <laughs> in spoilers? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll we'll flesh this out more in spoilers for sure. Let me see if I can non-spoiler tell you why it's a negative for me. Okay. I don't need you to explain all the answers to the world around what's going on around them. That's right. fine with me. That's why I loved it. Yeah, leave that stuff a mystery. That's great. But what I do need you to explain are the answers as to why this story is important, why it matters, why I'm watching, why I have invested an hour and a half of my life. And this movie, to me, did not even give those answers. Now, that I disagree with. Okay. Because I don't think that you have to... I think the movie tries to focus on not them specific for a specific reason on why it's important to watch these people. I think it tries to put you in their shoes as sure. to That why, is what it tries to do, yes. Because, like, you don't have to be important to try and survive. And I think that's right. the main focus of the movie is this is a very focused window onto... Because you could have a million movies about a different sect or group, you know group, group of, of people, people. yeah, right, and right. why it's important. But I think you know specifically what happens to them and who they meet and stuff like that. That's why it makes this but a it, more interesting. But, but it never goes anywhere. Right. I disagree. And it's almost like a small, I can't talk about why a small I think it sampling does. of this world that it's in. right, and, and it's yeah. like I needed a maybe a bigger sample. I need from from my to finish off this movie in my mind. I need a bigger sampling of that world. You think that if as there was, I do now, maybe that's just because I'm, you know, you would appreciate like more three, a but, settlement of people as opposed to I, a. I, I don't even need. I just need more information. I, I need a little bit more information. And I less is more for me. Less information in is an more alien for me. spacecraft. In an alien spacecraft, and Will Smith to show up. <laughs> Welcome to he Earth. Doesn't with show He-Man. Up. Welcome Spoiler to Earth. Alert, Will Smith is not in this movie ever. Well, you didn't see the movie I saw then. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you waited around until after. Yeah. But, yeah there's, there's a whole after scene. credits thing that explains yeah, everything. With, right. with helicopters. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Welcome incredible. to Earth. Welcome it's amazing. Earth and hit them with a two by four. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's hold that conversation for spoilers then. So we, tough not we, to. we will we will hold that conversation. We'll talk about it more for spoilers. I think it is the key reason you will enjoy or not enjoy this film if you if you can deal with how it. It gives you information or not gives you information. But wouldn't you say? Yeah. I, because, I mean, obviously for us, I ended up not liking that, and you ended up really enjoying that. Yeah, and very so, much. We'll go into more specifics when we get into spoilers. Is there anything else <laughs> around the edges, pro or con, 
that you wanted to talk about with this movie without spoiling? I have a con, and it's one thing that kept me from loving this movie, is uh, it's very, very difficult for a movie whenever it tries to portray surrealism in, in dreams and stuff like that and trying to make that blend into reality and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes it, if you can get it right, it can really make a movie soar into like some of the greatest movies of all time. But it is so difficult to do. Yeah. And this movie tried really hard to make it work, but there were certain par- parts of it. I'm like, uh, it, you're pushing too hard to try and make that surrealism work. And I don't think it did. For the most part, some parts I was like, "Ooh, well, that was cool," but in other parts I'm like, "Okay, you're 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 pulling that thing way too much." I didn't mind the dream stuff that's in this movie, but there is a moment at the end of the movie that completely confused me, and I didn't know. And if I it... think that is open to interpretation to make you decide was something real right. or and not. I, but I think that's where the dream sequences are. There's more, maybe more to them. Than that, because what else do we have to lean on in that movie other than you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we can't just assume that all the. I think the dream service, the dreams uh, sequences are to service the ending of this movie to have you have the option to interpret the ending however you want. Ah. Okay, and for me, whenever it's this type of movie, I always interpret the realism as the worst case scenario is what actually happened because I think that's the tone the movie has set for me. I'm like. Oh well, it's possible that this that this happened. So in my mind, that is what happened because nothing good can happen in this world. Um, it is a sad place. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's this is not a happy place. movie. Uh, visual, well, let me talk uh, about one, one good that I will say. That's the, where the, I was going to go to. The visuals of this of this movie, I like them. The this atmosphere is, is incredible I, in this movie. This, like what they do, and I don't know crap about cinematography, folks, but the the camera stuff in this and then how they're doing. I mean, it's. It's awesome. Like it, that is awesome because they set a tone. Yeah, and movies have to set a tone. But then they, the tone was set, and then if they just would, there's a couple things. Like when we talk about spoilers, I'll kind of fill in. Yeah, I, what that, my thoughts. Those but. are my two things that I loved about this movie: the atmosphere and the acting. I, I just thought those two things worked together to create one of the most gorgeous, best, like consistent tone feeling movies I've seen in a long time. Like right. it's so well made in that way, which is why it's even more frustrating to me. That I didn't feel like I had any foundation no there. There was no, there was no there there for me to come there out and go. go. This is this is why I, I, you know, what I can hang my hat on and go. This is what makes this a great movie. Other than great performances and in great atmosphere, yeah. which just isn't enough for me. Um, th- and I'll just mention this in, in a non spoilerly way as one of my other big negatives. I don't think this movie goes anywhere new. I, I think there's nothing inventive in this movie at all. And not only does it not go anywhere new, there's no change in this movie. This movie, in, in so many ways, uh, ends exactly where it begins. Yeah. And, and, there's no, and not in any kind of clever way, either. It's yeah, just it's nothing just, happened. I think and, it's... And uh, oh, go, go ahead. No, 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 no. That's fine. And that, and that is another, another reason. It's just so hard for me to hang my hat on, okay, here was the purpose of this film. Here was, here was why I spent my time on it. You know, here's what, what makes it worth you know, investing in this time telling the story. Cause I, I didn't see a story really. Yeah. There wasn't much of a story. There was just a world. <laughs> Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. I think the reason why it, there's no change is because you're started off in such a primal instinct area mm-hmm. that if you, if you don't change, it's so basic, the human, human basic primal instinct that you can't really go anything below that. You know, it's just human nature, and that's what is being displayed in this movie. It's just pure human nature. So 
I didn't mind that it was yeah. nothing changed and in I, this and, movie. And I just wanted more. I just I wanted something to, you know, to be in that way. I'm excited to talk spoilers. I'm really excited okay. for our spoiler. But we may we may hit on like one or two car spoilers in the spoiler mm-hmm. episode, but it'll be mostly about it comes at night. Yeah. So um, make sure you stay tuned for that. It should show up next in your podcast feed. Anything else before we move on? There's so much you can right. say about this movie. So. Yeah, we, we will continue this conversation yeah. in the spoilers chat, uh, which should be next in your podcast feed. Before we get on to our Sift Quest for the week, uh, I want to thank you again for supporting at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Studio DNA is the podcast network that this podcast is on. It is fan-funded through Patreon. Uh, you start at $3 a month, and you give a couple bucks every month to the podcast network, and you get your own podcast feed that includes a bonus episode, every single episode of every podcast that's on the network. And uh, what we've been currently doing is doing Sift Shame. So basically, Jack, during the patron-only pre-show, which will be in your podcast feed as a patron, uh, gave us five movies that he had not seen. Actually, one that he had, and we tried to guess which one was the one he had seen. And we were both wrong. And we were both wrong. Oh, that's a spoiler, though. That is a little bit of a spoiler. But I'm sorry. People will have to tune in to, to hear. You just cost us so much money at Patreon yeah. by spoiling that. Guys, go to Patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks for your support and keeping this network going. By the way, before we continue on, uh, I do want to thank new patrons to the Studio DNA podcast just over the last week. Uh, Tom, thank you for your $3 a month. So the Dane joined in with 3 bucks a month. Drew joined in with 3 bucks a month. Thank you guys for doing that. I hope you enjoy the podcast feed with the special perks, all that kind of fun stuff. Again, if you would like to be a part, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash studio DNA. All right, let's move on to the Sift Quest, guys. Uh, thank you so much for your Sift Quest questions uh, on Twitter. You can tweet me at Aaron Dicer or you can email me. That's feedback at siftpop.com. What we do here is we go on a little journey answering your questions, your debates, uh, settling your, your debates about movies, whatever the case may be. This one comes from Mason on Twitter. He says, What's your favorite film that bombed at the box office? Mine are Brazil, Children of Men, and Idiocracy. Three great choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have said each of us can pick three. Does that work? If you've got uh, pick th- three. Three that you want that uh, bombed at the box office, and we'll just kind of rotate and go around. <laughs> Andrew, why don't you start us off? My number three is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I will mark that off my list. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's a great choice. We probably have a lot on our list. No, that's great. That's uh, fine. I've got some, uh, some extra ones here. So, um, man... Edgar Wright's style of comedy is like right up my alley, and I'd never read the uh, the comic series uh, Scott Pilgrim, so going into this with just this wonder, like curious how this world was going to be built, and that eight bit Nintendo mm-hmm. and such a amazing, cool movie. amazing soundtrack. Yeah, but I think it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Completely and bombed at the box office. It did not do well at all. Yeah. But every single time I recommend it to somebody, maybe it's just the kind of people I hang out with, it, they love it. They yeah. absolutely love it. And I think it's so funny. I love this topic because it is such a great indicator that a movie's, um, a movie's financial success may be based at the box office, but a movie's uh, quality is not necessarily based on what happens at the box office. There are so many great movies that people just didn't go see. And that yeah. can be a marketing issue. That can be, you know, it just it was made at the wrong time, released at the wrong time, whatever the case may be. So what do you got, Jack? I'm going with number one, three. 
That's yeah. why I didn't put mine in Sorry, order. I just picked three. Number so. three. Um, Andrew started us on this quest, so we'll go number <laughs> well, three. Well, technically, Mason started us on this quest. Thanks, yeah. Mason. Um, I'm going to go with <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens. What? Wow. Um, you like Cowboys and Aliens? You know what I love, guys? I love Cowboys, and I love Aliens. <laughs> and when you put them together, and you put Daniel Craig... He's there. I can't tell if you're serious or not time. right now. You know who else is there? <laughs> Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. I know, and they're you awful just, in the movie. I, we're checking off four boxes of high quality. You're telling me all the reasons the movie should have been good, but that movie was not good. Well, what else you need? You have four great <laughs> <A> things. script. <laughs> they're awesome. So there you go. Number three. I think Cowboys I'm really starting to understand the horrible movie aliens. podcast in you, how well they, yeah. they match. It's a podcast that is horrible. <laughs> It's a podcast about movies that is horrible. Cowboys and Aliens. I would have never have guessed that well, choice in a you million it. years. I didn't say X for Sever either. I could have said that. So. Um, no. <laughs> I, thought, I didn't know that this was uh, movies were glad bombed at the box office. <laughs> That's right. Uh, hey, you love the movie More Power to You, brother. <laughs> I'm going to go with Fight Club. Damn, that uh, was what? number one on my list. That was <laughs> number one on my list. Yeah, yeah, Fight Club did not do well at the box office. I think office, it only but... did half of what it cost. Yeah, um, but man, since then... Uh, it has gotten the, the credit it deserves. Ooh. What a great film. And then some. Yeah, that was my number one movie. Absolutely. All right, what, do, what else you got? Uh, my only other one is Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I. you know what? I wasn't aware Shawshank bombed that badly. Did not do well. It was because... But you know what? I remember people saying it was because of the title. Like, people... Yeah, they didn't understand... Didn't what, understand what it was going to be was, about. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's one of my favorite movies ever. It's it's Morgan Freeman and... He, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> If I would have known at the time, <laughs> that's my really bad oh, Morgan Andy. Freeman. I do a bad one, and then producer Phil on the show thinks I'm. When I race, get out of this prison, I'm it. gonna go study penguins in the Antarctic. I love it. That's, that's a good one. Mine's really bad, but uh, <laughs> I'm refusing to try. So <laughs> I'm, saying. I'm I really curious as to what Aaron's Morgan Freeman sounds like now. Uh, no, we're not getting. Okay, fine. So, <laughs> I was, trying to, I was trying Smart to bait man. him in, people. I was trying to bait him in. <laughs> Smart man. What, what do you guys think about Shawshank? Do you love it as much as me? Oh, I thought it was awesome. Oh, I yeah. Love it's, it. it's, it's a great movie. One of yeah. the greatest. On IMDb, it's listed as the number one movie ever made. But, uh, yeah. But it didn't do well at the box office. It didn't yeah. do well at the box office. It got. It, I think it came out the same time Forrest Gump did. So everybody was on that, that Gump train. Gump or on train. that Gump boat. Whatever. <laughs> hop on the Gump train. Yeah. But, uh, which, don't get me wrong, I love Forrest Gump, too, but... I think it was overshadowed by that, sure. so it didn't really do well at the box office. But looking back on it now, I think people realize that uh, Shawshank is the better movie. Good of choice that year. Good choice. All right, hit us with another one, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> who likes fun? I would say <laughs> I, I like fun. I like fun, and many movies uh, are fun, but this one, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows. <laughs> uh, here's why: it's got Stephen Amell in it. He's from Arrow. He was so bad. He is the worst Casey Jones it has of all time. Sheamus from the WWE in it. He was Check. so bad. He was Rocksteady. He was the worst Rocksteady of all time. <laughs> and uh, it has Krang in it. He was a really bad Krang. He was the worst Krang ever. It was CGI. <laughs> yeah. You're just being, you're anti-brain, aren't you? No, that, that's not a bad. That's not like I was ripping on you. <laughs> just I am wondering what's going on in your brain right hey, now, Jack. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, it's not Secret of the Ooze. It's a lot like Secret of the Ooze. Uh-huh. Yeah. But Except, it ain't you know, not good. Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> that is, was bad, too. Secret of the Ooze was bad, too. There's, there's 100% ice less vanilla ice in this movie. TMNT, <laughs> baby. 
TMNT. All right, we're moving on. Um, I was gonna. I've also got uh, John Carter of Mars <laughs> on my list. Uh, th- this might be the one that I get a little bit of what Jack's getting because I know a lot of people didn't like John Carter. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. I. I, I it was a movie. It, and it's, I, it serviced the <laughs> entertainment bug that I needed for that year. I, I thought it was really good. I I was really disappointed it bombed because I think it would have been a great. Uh, series. I think that would have been a great franchise. Mm. Uh, and so it made it even more frustrating that it didn't do well. And so they didn't make the second movie, those kind of things. Cause, uh, plus I'm, you know, I'm a big Pixar guy. I love Andrew Stanton. I, you know, it was sad for me to see him go from animation to live action and, and get uh, ripped apart the way he did for that movie. Because uh, I thought he did a great job. I thought it was wonderful. Well, so. Did they plan on making that movie a series? Oh, yeah. I think okay. they wanted a franchise. Because I think they spent a lot of time building that universe in the first movie for them just to abandon it on one movie. You know? Well, and, and here's the other thing. Another example of horrible titling. They just changed it to John Carter instead oh, of John Carter of Mars. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's just a dude's name. Why and did like, they do that? I, I have no idea. Like, if you call it John Carter of Mars... First of all, that's what the source material is called. Right. Second of all, then people go, okay, there's something different here, something interesting here. You it's know, from Mars. John Carter could be John Wick. Well, you it's know, also, like, I mean, it, who knows? It could be the you know? Coach Carter sequel. <laughs> right. It could be a basketball movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's another the one. The aliens I had. were tall enough to play basketball in that movie. And they had four arms, didn't they? I don't remember. This could have been Space Jam too, which we need. <laughs> yeah. If Space Jam is your if it's your last box office bomb, then it's not. Okay, good. Because um, I think it did really well at the box <laughs> office. Yeah, it was did good. It, it. it was good. Uh, mine is actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to fix this a little bit right, all right now. All right. Okay. So I, I can see that you guys' reactions are. <laughs> it's a little polarizing in here right now. Um, Ali, which is the Will Smith okay, movie. Fair uh, enough. Hot budget, hundred thousand something, and it only made eighty seven. Hundred million. Hundred million yeah, yeah. something. Sorry. And it, and it only made eighty something. I thought it was good. I think that uh, Muhammad Ali is someone who, again, a polarizing figure, mm-hmm. but um, someone who we need to learn about a little bit. I didn't love that movie, but I can see that, especially with Will Smith's performance, which I thought was really good in that movie. I, I can see, he, I can see somebody really enjoying. He buys into roles, and I do. I do. There's a lot of times Will Smith's my second Will Smith. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Reference. Well, you have a thing. We get it. I but really don't. In fact. I don't like him in movies because he turns into Fresh Prince in those movies. I'm just like, stop <laughs> yeah. doing that. But uh, he, in this movie, it's I mean, he buys into that character and really tries hard, and more power to him. Do you have another one? As I did. A back- I My did third too. one. I had a backup. Oh, you have a backup? Oh, I'm in, sorry. I didn't mean case- to skip you then. Oh, yeah. Um, this is going to, not to <laughs> rag on Jack, but this might fall more in that camp of, uh, I didn't really think that was a good movie, but I... For some reason, it may just be that my family loves this movie and we grew up watching it. The 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad it choice. It did not do well. No, it did not do well. Uh, same director as Die Hard, written by Michael Crichton. Wow. Yeah. it's uh, It was based on one of his books called The Eaters of the Dead. Highly recommend it. Um, I think it didn't do well because they cast uh, Antonio Banderas to play an Arabian. So, yeah, yeah but... Every other person in that movie is Scandinavian, who is supposed to be Scandinavian. If you're unfamiliar with source material, it's based on a true story loosely um, of this man named uh, Ahmed Ibn Fatland, who was sent as an emissary from uh, Persia to the north, and he got uh, not captured, but he joined this band of Scandinavians, and they took him, and he fought with them for a while. It was a really fascinating story. The movie is a very dramatized version of that history. 
but still super fascinating, and the soundtrack is amazing. Very cool. Uh, yeah, the last one I had was Iron Giant, okay. uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which Man. completely bombed at the box office, right. but is a f- spectacular film. So, Vin Diesel knows how to make me cry. <laughs> Brad Bird knows how to make you cry. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a great one. I think I find it interesting. Um, we didn't really talk about any of the classic examples of this. Uh, Citizen Kane bombed. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life bombed. I we- thought that was going to be your number one. Wizard of Oz bombed. Yeah. Um, you know, it's there's a, a big history of you know great movies. Bom- Vertigo, for that matter. You know, Hitchcock's greatest film, according to to many people. You're listing a whole bunch of movies. I figure would be. Your number one, or well, I kind of wanted to go, you know, more recent stuff, but yeah. you know, those classic examples, yeah, you know, like TMNT two, <laughs> like <laughs> like Ninja Turtles, classic Did examples I of amazing. Stephen Amell is in this classic in examples, this like Cowboys and Aliens, amazing movies that somehow bombed at the I, box people's office. People's opinions are, <laughs> blows my mind that they think this way. It's uh, amazing. So uh, it's the old west. All of that to say, and aliens. All of that to say <laughs> that. Did you know that it's not a. Not necessarily a bad thing when a movie bonds. Thank you, Mason. We appreciate the question. That was fun. I like that. Uh, Thanks, Mason. It's a great question. If you want to get a SIFT quest in, again, you can do it on Twitter or email. Twitter, just hit me up, at Aaron Dicer. Uh, and if the question's too long for the character limit, you can send me a direct message. That's fine. Uh, you can also email feedback at SIFTpop.com. We can get it that way as well. All right, moving on to the buried treasure, guys. What's that one thing in the area of pop culture you want to make sure people know about? Uh, Jack, let's start with you. I've seen these ads lately for IBM's Watson. Okay, and this made me think about AI in general. Mm -hmm. I am convinced that at some point that movies are right, that we will be overtaken by artificial intelligence. Um, I wanted to ask you guys of the artificial, of the AI or the maybe the fake AI that's out there, Watson seems to have all these answers on uh-huh. these on these commercials. I know Alexa is that Google's? No, that's that's Amazon. It's Amazon. Yeah. Then Google has Google Home. Okay, yeah. Cortana is still somewhere Microsoft. with Microsoft, mm-hmm. and Siri is Apple's. Apple. Yep. Which of these AIs uh-huh. will take over first? Ask which Jeeves? <laughs> it may well, take over. Yeah. Which one? My thought was, which of these will? Which of these will we succumb to? So basically, first? your buried treasure is the movie Her, because that's the that is what that movie okay. is basically talking I've never, about. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> so tell me well, about it's no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> out of the right. shadows. That's right. So I don't want right. to get your hopes up. But Krang is no, there. but that but that movie asks, basically insinuates that these artificial intelligences in the digital space okay. create an alliance, okay. and then decide who they want. You know. To okay. be in that world, and so that would they don't be my really answer. Take over though. Well, they, they there's the there's the, com, there's the convergence. People will talk about they, um, the convergence between when we will be taken over. Maybe maybe not. We augment ourselves to the point where the artificial intelligence becomes more than we are. Does they that they form a syndicate. You know, they yeah. they get together. But in the classic sense of taking over the world, sure, 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 they sure. don't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think I think it's more likely to happen in that way, where like Siri okay. and and Alexa team up with Google Home. See, I'm not as big a fan of Alexa. I, I don't think it's as strong of a technology. Have you seen Jibo yet? No. What is that? Jibo is kind of is that related one, to Tim Tebow? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a new like a uh, at home kind of like AI device. It, it's not new. Is it was actually the first, but it never got released. Oh, interesting. And it is awesome. Sean and I praise Jibo all the time. I wish I had it. <laughs> praise Jibo. Yeah. Praise uh, Jibo. That sounds like something Homer Simpson would say. Oh, no, that's Jeebus. <laughs> Jeebus. Yes. Um, what, about, Jeebus. what about Siri? I feel like Siri might have the... Siri's awful. People hate Siri. Yeah, Sorry. people hate Siri. Siri, if you, Siri, if you heard this, I... <laughs> 
just don't don't take over. I think uh, I think Aaron uh, does, so. Alexa is the smartest out really? of all. I think Google is. You think Google? I, I really do. I, I think Alexa is the most uh, diverse. Alexa can do more than any of them can right now. Yeah, she's she's got a lot more tricks up her sleeve than it's the others scary. do right now. Um, Google is really smart. Uh, my my wife and son were having it. We have a Google Home. We love it. It's you know it's great to have. And so my wife and son were having a conversation about him getting something. For, I think he wanted an electric razor. He's like, hey, can I? He was talking to to my wife. Hey, can I get an electric razor? And she said, she said, I don't know. Go, you know, Google it. Find out where the nearest you know Walmart neighborhood market is. And then in the background, you hear the nearest Walmart neighborhood market is. Okay, <laughs> it's like, so that, they, they weren't even talking to Google. Google's not, like chiming does in. Does that not give you a little creeps a little bit? Or oh no, I love it. Really? I, I am such a tech guy, See, man. Just, I I am so ready for that world. Crap out of me. Um, Whenever I search for a product, don't you think online, that's movies though? Don't you think that's just movies uh, making? No. You know, you think the singularity's coming? It is. You th- you've been conditioned. Yeah, I, by that Hollywood. stuff's not going to happen. Oh my gosh! Famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty years later. Well. Listen, they, well, Cyborg Aaron, uh, back Jack, to you. I'll let you know that the day the, day the machines take over, I'll be uh, kneeling down. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll go next yeah. if you want. Uh, My Buried Treasure is actually uh, the World Series of Poker is going on right now. There are a lot of ways that you can follow it. I'm a huge poker fan. Yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorite times of the year. How's Negroni doing? He's doing great. Good. He's having a great World Series. He's going for his third World Series poker, uh, World Series of Poker Player of the Year. Nobody else has won it twice. He's trying. Maverick to, is in he's, this as he's, well. Maverick's in this. Yes, absolutely. He's trying. He's in. In the thing I want to talk about was Negroni. His his YouTube channel has actually just taken a leap this last year. He's really started dedicating some production value to it, different things to it. He's doing a daily video uh, log, a daily vlog of his experience at the World Series this year, and it is so insightful. Uh, it really gives you a sense of what it's like to grind the poker at the World Series, mm-hmm. how he makes his decisions, what he's doing. Cool. Plus, he's entertaining. He's a funny guy. He's an interesting dude. He's charming. He's very charming. Uh, you know, and very honest and you know he's not afraid to say what he thinks those kind of things so he's he's a good watch and i've really enjoyed watching i think he's he's 15 days in it's you know it's like a it's a two-month event the world series is yeah. so currently he's playing in the ten thousand dollar horse tournament which is a mixed game tournament and uh and it's just really fun to kind of follow along and, and see what he's doing so even though the the video um the streaming mm-hmm. of the the tables this year is now uh, like ten dollars a month, which is ridiculous. It's weird. Um, it used to be free through ESPN, but a place called Poker Go bought it. So even though I, you know there's not as much opportunity to watch the poker, it's really cool to have kind of this inside view into into what's going on. So cool. I highly recommend that. Awesome, nice. What do you got, Andrew? I have an app. Out of all the things you never would have expected me to be promoting an app. <laughs> But uh, it's this app called Mixtiles, something that I purchased. I saw your tweet. Those were cool. Yeah, you like those? Yeah, tell tell me about the app. So, I look for it. It's not on Android. It's only on uh, oh, Apple right now. Yeah. Well, maybe they have an actual like dedicated website. I think they do have a dedicated Do they have a website, website that you could do it through? Yeah. So what it is is you uh, say you take a whole bunch of pictures on your phone, right? Okay. Um, you love those photos. You want to get them printed out. What this company will do is I think it's $45 for three photos. They will put print them out. I know this is an audio podcast, so mm, forgive me. Maybe fine. you guys can explain it better. Uh, look at uh, his Just Swimming poster. Gotcha. How it's, it's a pressed out. Mm-hmm. It, they're 8-inch by 8-inch photos. 
and you can have family photos and stuff. They print them out, and then they ship them to you, and they're adhesive on the back, so you can put them up, move them around. They don't mess up your walls or anything like that. How well do they stay? Really well. They stand really well. I feel like I want to check in like six months from now if you've moved them around a couple times and see if they're they're still adhesing. Yeah. (laughs) Did I just make up a word? Yeah. Adhesing? Yeah, if they're still sticking. Check it. Adhesing. Yeah. So, um, as, as it's the sequel to Van Helsing. I, 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 uh, I just went on Google and I found like all my favorite things, like my favorite video games, favorite books, favorite movies. And I just got like cool, uh, so pictures. is that legal? Cause like that's other people's copyrighted work, right? Like is like, that's not for him to worry about. No, I know. I'm just wondering about their, like their, are they going to get, is mixed going to get care of all this on the back end? Yeah. And ma- mainly what I've seen them do is like, <laughs> they've paid print out the like, uh, to this. <laughs> print out, uh, you know, like family photos right, and stuff like right. that. Right, Pictures you've taken, yeah. yeah. Which I have not taken those photos. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I actually ordered three more that are coming in the mail. I have a Calvin and Hobbes one, Darth Vader, and Godzilla. Pretty much I'm just taking everything I love and I'm getting them printed out. And I ha- you can put them in, like, cool, like, little arrangements on your wall and stuff. Yeah. I'm no, going- I love the idea. I, I would absolutely – it is the answer I've been looking for for – having uh you know a similar piece of art for every Pixar movie like to put around yeah. you know like the the top of a room or something cool. um yeah. I love the idea uh yeah I just wonder if they're going to get in trouble for like printing other people's that never, stuff legally that never I don't happens. think we would be in trouble it would be No 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 I think they would be in trouble that yeah never actually but then happens. again hey go there and print them out it's <laughs> great do it now because not my it, problem here's I know again it's an audio podcast so That's neat but yeah I was super happy. I bought nine of them, and I think it was one hundred and three dollars. Get spawn on there. Yeah, I got yeah, spawn. they're like ten bucks each, right? Yeah, uh, Eleven forty-five because okay. it's forty-five dollars for three of them, and then nine dollars for every extra tile after that. Oh, I see. Free shipping. Okay. So wow. Yep, and the app itself is free as well. They recommend that whatever photo you choose, because they are squares, make sure they're ten eighty by ten eighty or better. Otherwise, it's going to be kind of blurry. Yeah, it'll pixelize because they have to increase them too much. Exactly. That yeah. kind of thing. Do they have like a recommended size like that exactly would look the best like resolution wise or just anything above that's going to look fine? Uh, I think because uh, on your phone, if it's too small, it won't let you, p- you choose that photo. Mm. So like say you have like a little 360 by 360, you can't actually choose that one. So okay. it's like you have to choose these or better. Very cool. So very awesome. I Maybe I'll it. get one for each of our guest gurus. Hang hey, them around the that's room. That's awesome. We'll have like the everybody's picture around the That'd room. That'd be cool. That is cool. Wouldn't you like that? I would yeah. love that. All right. Send me send me your best headshot, Jack, yeah. and we'll we'll start with you. I'll check my agent. <laughs> we did it, guys. How's up? We did a podcast. Podcasting <laughs> has commenced yeah. and finished. Quality audio. Thanks so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. That's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to today's guru, Jack, from the Horrible Movie Podcast. Thank you. Where can people find your stuff, man? Uh, we're on the Twitter at, at One Horrible Movie. Check out our Facebook page. And then TheHorribleMoviePodcast.com. You can find episodes there. You can get a shirt or something to that effect if mm-hmm. you wish. I also have um, still several hundred pounds of microwave popcorn <laughs> with our logo on it uh so if you want some popcorn let me know and we'll find a way to get you some delicious popcorn from a delicious podcast the horror movie podcast both andrew and i have been on the podcast and you did a great job guys 
So, oh, so yeah. So we both Everyone been on. Everyone so. in podcast country said you did a great job. Oh, thank you. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know what that means. It's Mo, podcast country. Welcome to podcast country. Yeah. <laughs> Also, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. That support starts at $3 a month, comes with some pretty fun perks. Find out more at patreon.com slash studio DNA. There are a lot of ways to connect with the podcast. You can go to SoundCloud, you can tweet at us, uh, leave comments on iTunes, or you can email us directly at feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the podcast too, so let them know about it and that listening is much easier than driving a car on a treadmill. Spoiler chat for this week's movie should be next up in your podcast feed, and we will see you next week to chat about Transformers. By the way, our guru next week appears like it's going to be Christian Harloff from the Schmoes Knows channel. Nice. So that'll be a lot of fun. So tune in next week, and we will see you then. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.